Hey guys, it's Faith. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Radical Transformation Podcast. I'm so excited, you guys. I have one of my favorite people on the show today, and I can't believe she's on my podcast. I've <laughs> her for so long, and Ruth, the truth is like, you know, without you, this podcast probably wouldn't even be here. My blog probably wouldn't even be here. So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast because I owe so much of my success and so much what I've been able to do online we're going to talk about fear today, guys, but I had so much fear come up around blogging that I would have never overcome without Ruth. So I'm so excited for you to be here and talk to everyone. Do you want to just introduce yourself and kind of give everyone a little like sure. synopsis into sure. synopsis of who I am? <laughs> who is Ruth Sukup? Mystery, mystery lady. Well, first of all, like, thank you for saying that. And thank you for having me on this podcast. I'm so excited to be here. It feels like kind of a full circle moment of, you know, just like, it's funny how life works out that way. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Ruth Sukup, and I am the founder of Elite Blog Academy, which is how I met Faith, but I'm also the founder of the blog Living Well, Spending Less, and the Living Well Planner, and I host a podcast called Do It Scared with Ruth Sukup, and I am now the author of the upcoming book. Well, I'm an author of many books, but my newest book is coming out very soon and it's called Do It Scared as well. I'm so excited. Is that enough? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm so excited for the book. You guys, I was on Ruth's podcast too. So go check out her podcast. She has a whole podcast called Do It Scared where she does lots of interviews and she talks about overcoming fear and she has a, a lot of amazing guests on there, but I was lucky enough to be interviewed on there. So I'll link that interview below if you guys want to check it out because it was really good. And that episode was actually voted one of our most popular episodes of the entire podcast. We did a survey recently for our one year anniversary. I can't believe that. <laughs> I got really emotional when they sent that to me because you want to talk about scared. I was so scared to go on your podcast. And I talked about this on my Instagram stories the other day, but I was terrified to go on your podcast because I had never been interviewed and I had never really talked or told like any kind of story in front of an audience besides my audience which are like, in my mind, like my internet family, like I love them so much. And at this point I've been online, gosh, like over two years now, just talking to my audience. Right. So it's like, I feel really safe with them, but going in front of your people, I was like, I don't know, is everyone going to think I'm nuts? Like, I don't know if anybody else besides my audience is going to resonate with what I have to say. And I was so nervous and so scared. So to get really good feedback really meant a lot to me. And that just goes to show you like, and Ruth and I were just talking about this, about this process of fear, because for both of us being online, I feel like we, you go through this process of overcoming fear and then putting yourself back out there and then overcoming fear. And it's kind of like this little mountain you're climbing over and over again. But Ruth, I would, love, I would love to hear about the fear that's come up for you like around this book. Cause it's so interesting to me that your book is about overcoming fear, but you're also putting yourself out there in this huge, like amazing way. You're doing a huge book, book launch right now. The book is amazing. I'm so excited yeah. for it to come out. But what kind of fear comes up for you still about putting yourself out there? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, we were just, just talking about that before we, before we actually thought to turn on the recording, but I, <laughs> I, it is terrifying, honestly. And it feels really ironic this time, time around, because this is my sixth book. And, um, every time I write a book and put, put myself out there, I have this like freak out beforehand of, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Because you work so long on a book, you write it for so long. It's such a long process and all the writing that you're pouring yourself into, but then the editing and having to get feedback, which is excruciating. And, and you just start to like 
wonder after all that time of working on it, like, is it like, am I crazy? Is this any good? Are people, is it going to resonate with people? Like kind of your same feelings of going on, coming on my podcast, like just this immense anxiety about putting yourself out there in, in a really real and raw way. And I definitely do in this, in this book, more than any of my other books, I talk about, you know, like really honestly about big mistakes I've made about my history with depression and, and all of that. So there's just like all of the, all of these feelings. And it's so funny because my husband, he remembers all the previous book books that I've done and all the times that I freaked out before. And so he's always not that excited when I tell him I want to write another book (laughs) (laughs) because I I think for me, like then I block it out of my head or something. And he's like, no, I really don't think you should. So (laughs) it's been about three years since I've written a book because of the last time it was so anxiety inducing. And now here I am. And I'm like, now I'm like, Oh, now I remember what this was like. And I, yeah. So it's, I've had a few freak outs. Thankfully my husband is very patient and um, I think that's just, part, it's just part of it, but I, it's really important to know that that never goes away. It just, you just learn how to deal with it. And that's sort of the theme of the book too, is that every time you do something scary, you build up a little bit more courage and a little bit more confidence to do the next scary thing and the next scary thing after that. And eventually it, I don't know if it gets easier. I think it does get a little bit easier or you just get better at it. You get more practice and you're more skilled at it. Yeah. And I think you have, you get this experience, right. Of being able to stand in discomfort and realizing like, it's safe for me to, to be uncomfortable. It's safe for me to put myself out there. It's safe for me to be in this like anxiety induced space, right. It's okay to like be anxious and struggle with things. And you, then you look back on it and you have this evidence that's like, oh, I can, not only can I be uncomfortable, but I also like, it will move me forward. And I have so many, I have so much evidence of that in my own life of like being able to withstand discomfort and then that propelling my life forward. And I'm sure you have examples of that too. And I'm sure everyone listening to that. Yeah. has evidence of that. So I always try to keep that in my mind when I'm having those thoughts, what it's like, you know, cause I have the same thing. And I think it's such an interesting perception people have of people in the online space because I think people think like, oh, you can just put yourself out there and it doesn't really affect you. And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> yeah, I care about my audience and my work so much that it's like, it's hard every time. Like, and I love to hear you say that. Like, you're like, this is my sixth book and it's still <laughs> really hard. <laughs> it's still really hard. And I think that, I think when pe- when it's your first book, people are like really cognizant of that or a lot more cognizant of that. And they're like, oh, you're doing this thing. It's so cute. Like, way to go, go you. And then when you get to like a certain level of like perceived success or achievement or something that people forget that you're human at that point and that it's like, it's still hard. It's still scary. And I'm still, still a person that has feelings and gets freaked out. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's all, all, it's funny how all of that anxiety just comes back again and again. I I want to hear the story of how this book came to be. So the book is Do It Scared. You guys also did a massive research project with it, which I used to run a research lab. So I know how much work and effort that is to like run a, like you basically ran your own study. Yes. So I would love to hear how that all came about. Like how did this project, how did, I mean, there's so many ideas for books, especially when you're creative. Like how did you decide like, this is the project, like this is what I'm supposed to do. I mean, you went all in, you even have a podcast. You're like really. I know I did. I went all in. I was, I mean, do it scared for me has been my own personal motto for 
pretty much most of my adult life. So when I was in my early 20s, I went through a really, really bad depression. And I, um, it was my senior year of college and I freaked out. I had, I was diagnosed with PTSD and um, major depression. I started remembering about abuse I had had experienced as a child. And um, I really just like went down this bad path of of depression for two and a half years. I was in and out of hospitals. I attempted suicide multiple times. And and really at the end of all of that, and we can talk more about it um, in a minute, but with that, at the end of that, I found myself at 24 years old, completely at rock bottom, like the most rock bottom you can ever imagine being. I literally thought that I had ruined my life. I mean, I had had to file for bankruptcy. I had dropped out of school. So I had no degree. I had no job. I had no money. My, uh, my friends and family had all given up on me because two and a half years of major depression when I was like, I was doing all sorts of messed up, crazy, self-destructive behavior and people just couldn't be around me anymore. And um, so I lost all my friends and family. I had literally nothing. And I remember just at that point thinking like, I ruined my entire life. Like, what am I going to do now? And so I did nothing. I laid in bed for a long time, several months until I finally worked up the courage, enough courage to find a new therapist and say, I've ruined, I feel like I've ruined my entire life. I've spent the last two and a half years talking about every bad thing that's ever happened to me. It hasn't helped that much. I am a mess. I just need to know now how I go forward and how I, how I can, how I can keep like live. How do I, how do I have create a life out of this? Um, and so that's what we did for, for she's two and a half years. I think I kept seeing her and it started like three days a week. I would go and we would literally talk about just how to put one foot in front of the other, how to go to the grocery store without having a panic attack, how to uh, like get a part-time job and then a full-time job and then move, like an apartment and move out of my dad's house because he didn't want me there. And, you know, all of these little things that for most people were like so basic and like just basic functioning that I, could, I didn't even know how to do at that point. And through all of that, my motto was, just do it scared. You don't have to know what you're doing. You don't have to, you can be terrified with this. You just have to take, take the next step, take the next step, do it scared, do it scared. And that motto has sort of followed through my entire adult life and through every, every sort of step of the way, getting married, having kids, um, figuring out my career path, starting and then starting a business. Um, through all of that too, it's been, that has that's been the way. And as you probably know, as an entrepreneur, that's you half the time, maybe 90% of the time, you don't know what you're doing. You're just trying to figure it out as you go along. So that was when I decided to, you know, actually make this a business and create a company and have core values for my company. That was the number one core value that I wanted was do it scared because that was such a part of my life. So fast forward several years and, um, I started to notice over the last few years that we had so many people in our communities, both at Elite Blog Academy and at Living Well Spending Less, that kept saying things to me like, Ruth, you talk about you talk about setting big goals for your life and you talk about productivity and all this stuff, but I don't know how to do that. And I feel so much fear or I feel like my whole life has passed me by and now I'm stuck and I don't know how to move forward. I don't know how to move past this. How, like, how can I get, how can I 
move through this fear that is, seems to be holding me back. And it wasn't just one or two people that said it to me. It just, it, it was like constant over and over and over again. And it got me so curious about the role of fear in our lives because knowing that I had experienced so much fear throughout my life and, and doing all of these things, but also because seeing it happen again and again and again with the members of our community. And so I, I just wanted to, I wanted to know more. I didn't, I didn't intend it for to, to be this giant research project. That's just sort of how it ended up. <laughs> being and I just started asking questions and those questions snowballed into a 4,000 plus person study that was so much data that we ended up having to hire a whole team of researchers to help us go through it all but in there it was like oh my gosh there's so much like value in these answers and what people are telling us that I knew I had to do more with that and so that was what inspired the research and us to dig deeper in the book but then also the podcast and it's sort of all come come full circle now and it's all it's I'm so excited to share it because I think one of the most interesting things that we've discovered through all of this is that while everybody experiences fear and when I'm talking about fear the specific type of fear I'm talking about is not um, like phobias, like the fear of spiders or flying or things like that. But this internal fear, the self-talk that happens in our, in our heads, the fear that holds us back and keeps us from going after our goals and dreams or taking risks. And so everybody experiences fear, but they, we all experience it a little bit differently. So it doesn't look exactly the same. And it's really important to know that because so much of it happens um, subconsciously. And if we don't know what fear looks like specifically for us, then it's really hard to, it's really hard to combat it. And so what we discovered is that there's these seven fear archetypes or seven unique ways that fear manifests itself in people's lives. And um, once you can kind of identify where you are within those fear archetypes, you can, you can start to really overcome the fear in your life. That's amazing. That whole, like, what an amazing, amazing story. You're going to help so many people with that information. I mean, the fact that you went and did real research, I think is just, I love that. I love that about you. And because so many people write books, right? And it's just kind of like, but you were like, no, I'm going to find like really what these archetypes are. I'm going to survey. What did you say? 4,000 people? Over 4,000. Yeah. Oh I know. And I want to clarify, like, I'm not a researcher. Like, that's not my normal gift. And I don't know. Do you ever do the Colby? Have we ever talked about that? The Col I'm, I'm a low fact finder. So I hired people to help me who are researchers um, to help make sure that I was doing it right. Cause I, at least, at least I know enough to know what I don't know. And um, yeah. that was, that was, it was really, really valuable. Yeah. That's amazing that you did that. I love that you did that. I can't read to, I can't wait to read the whole book. I've started reading parts of it, but I haven't read the whole thing yet, but I'm so excited to dig into it and really sit with it. But I think it's so interesting being in your community because I'm in Elite Blog Academy, which you run, which teaches people how to start blogs. That's how Ruth and I met. So I found Ruth to be my mentor and teacher when I was just starting Radical Transformation Project. But it's interesting to me because in your community, people really did latch on to that, to that phrase. And they say it all the time in the Facebook group. They're like, oh, I just yes. did it scared. Or, or someone will be like, oh, my gosh, you're like, I want to do this, but I don't know. And people will comment back to them and be like, you know, just do it scared. And, you know, people were really inspired by you saying that, but it's interesting because it's not like a slogan of EBA and it's something you say, but you say a lot of things, right? Like <laughs> you got, right. You're on the internet, you say yeah. a lot of things, but people really grabbed onto that in that community. So it's really interesting, like hearing the rest of that backstory that that's like 
something so close to you and one of your, like you consider that a core value of your life and something that's carried you through all these chapters. And I just think it's so interesting because I really believe people can feel your energy when you talk about different things. I always say people can feel your energy on the internet, right? And people can feel your heart. And like, that's why I think it's so powerful for women, especially to get online and share our truths, right? And be creatives and get online and get in this creative space because people can feel your energy. So I think for you to be saying like, do it scared, like people in that community could feel from you like, oh, this is like a really important like value that Ruth is teaching me. Like she's teaching me really something really, really important. And it resonated with so many people. So many people. It's funny that you say that. Yeah, because we noticed that too. Or yeah. I, I definitely noticed that. And it wasn't just an elite blog academy because I have, you know, this whole, whole other community at Living Well, Spending Less. And then we have our planner community. And it was all those places because Do It Scared is a part of me and it's a part of our company's core values. So I would I, I say it everywhere. It's an equal opportunity catchphrase, I guess. And But it really does apply in so many situations for so many people. And I would I started to see that too. Ruth says, do it scared. So I'm going to do it scared. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is something like, it's not just me that feels this fear. It's other people too. And <laughs> I, love <that laughs> about the internet, I feel right? like I'm such a big like... <laughs> wuss sometimes but I think it's all of us we're all scared we're all like scared little kids in in so many ways and and I think once you can realize that that first of all like we're all scared we all experience fear but second of all that the fact that we experience fear doesn't mean we have to be controlled by it and that is where that's where the actual motto comes in do it scared so it's not like you're gonna like snap your fingers and have all your fears go away. You're still going to feel it, but you can take action and you can take those steps. And it's the, the action that actually helps lessen the fear because every time you take the, the step in the right direction, that helps you, you build up that confidence and where you can go, okay, I can do this and I'll do it a little bit more and I'll do it a little more. more. And it's a really cool thing to watch. I love that. I love that you talk about, you know, the, that the action is the antidote and we have to like move. Right. But for you guys listening, I think your story, Ruth is so inspiring about your rock bottom moment to now where you're about, I'm just assuming your book is going to be a New York times bestseller. I'll just manifest that for you. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to be like a massive book and like help so many people. Right. And you're, you're sharing this huge message after going through this whole rock bottom moment and this whole, transformation. But I think it's really interesting. Like those first few steps are so hard. And I know I've been through that too, like with my depression and my anxiety, where it's like, I want you guys to know if you're working through this stuff, it's not this hard forever. It's the first like mile of the marathon is like the hardest with this stuff, with the mental health stuff. Well, like once you get moving, I, I have found any way that it's gotten easier. Like, even though I'm still scared and it's still hard, I just remember being at like my rock bottom where it was like just getting help, like just doing like one thing was so hard. Just taking those first so hard. steps. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I that's you know, like I I I actually love talk now talking about my depression and just talking about my experience with depression and because I remember so clearly when I was in the hospital all those years ago and going just like in such a bad place. And I would have doctors and therapists who would say to me, like, you know, you're going to get better. Your life isn't always going to be like this. And I could not 
see it. But more than that, like if you've been in a psychiatric hospital, if you've been in that place, if you're surrounded by other people who are in a depressed state, like what all your whole worldview changes because that's all you see around you too. And all you see are the same people. It's like a revolving door. They, they're in there for a while and then their insurance runs out. So they get released and then they self-harm and they come back and everybody keeps coming back and nobody ever gets better. And that's what I used to say to, to my doctors and therapists, like, how can you say that I'm going to get better? How can you say that this isn't going to be forever. Look around you. Like people aren't getting better. They keep coming back. And you're like, no, people do get better. People do get better. People do get better. And I was like, show me one person. And of course they could, couldn't because those people weren't there anymore, but <laughs> I couldn't even believe that they were there. But now that I have been like, I've walked that path and I walked so, so hard for so long, but I, now can be the person that people look at and point to and say, she did it. And you probably feel that same way too. Like she's, she's, she's done it. She's doing it. There is hope for depression. It doesn't have to be the end of your life. It doesn't just because you've screwed up or made or, or like feel like you've made a complete mess of your life. That doesn't mean that you have to stay stuck in that place forever. And so now I like, I'm so grateful that I get, I get to share that side because I, I feel like if you can't see that, if you can't see that light right now, if you are in that dark place where it just feels completely hopeless, like there's nothing that's ever going to be better again and your life isn't going to be better, then hold on to, like, let me hold the hope for you because I know it's there. I've been there. I've been in that spot, but it, there's also, a, there is a brighter place that you can that you can get to. And trust me, if I could go from being completely rock bottom, bankrupt, divorced, completely alone to, to where I am now, which is, you know, have a seven figure business, happily married, have all these things that I never would have like in a million years ever dreamed was possible. Then literally anything is possible for you. Yeah. Yeah. And you never know what's waiting in front of you either. Like you just never know gosh, life can change so fast, but there's so many blessings waiting for you and waiting for all of us in the future, you know, that you just never have any idea the blessings waiting for you and the good things that are waiting for you in the future. That's so true. But I talk about this a lot on the podcast. We talk, I call them troll thoughts, right? And I always talk about this idea that, and I've had this happen too, where I, I decided I was going to go off of my antidepressants. Gosh, like a year ago, I was like, I've figured this out. Like I don't, I don't need medication anymore. I've got everything under control. And I went off my meds and had just like a very humbling relapse into depression. And even after all those years and like all of the years of like being a counselor and doing social work and talking about depression, it still felt hopeless. I still felt like I would never get better. And there, it's like, that's part of the illness, right? And that's what makes it so hard. And that's what I always tell people going through it. I'm like, it feels like you're never going to get better, but that's not the truth, right? That's the illness. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it so like such a difficult thing to walk through is because it feels like, and I felt so real to me, even though there was like, I had that cognitive part of my brain that was like, I know I'm going to go back on my meds and feel better. I still felt like in my soul that it was hopeless. Like I just felt completely hopeless and yeah. it was very, very humbling. <laughs> it's, it's true. There's, and there's, always those like it's there's just like something that happens in our in our brains where there's we things happen in the self the self thoughts the troll thoughts like that you call them I like that phrase for it 
but it feels like truth. And when we don't have a frame of reference of with like of how to deal with it, then it's hard to overcome that truth. It really is. Yeah. But that's the name of the game for all of this stuff. And I, I love that that's kind of the theme of your book too, is like reining in these like troll thoughts and your self dialogue and your self talk, because all of that is so powerful. I saw a study not that long ago where they did like brain scans on people and they had people like like verbally, basically verbally abusing these people, <laughs> like telling them like really mean things. And then they had people like lay in the CAT scan or whatever and think the same things. And there's part of your brain that like can't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. So if you're walking around, like telling yourself this, these terrible messages all the time, part of your brain is like being impacted the same way as just letting someone just like, you know tell what I mean? All those things. Yeah. yeah. It's just wild to think about. Cause I know I spent years of my life doing that too, where it's just like, it's so easy to when you're, that's your dialogue and that's what you're used to telling yourself all the time. It's so easy to keep feeding yourself those toxic thoughts. So, so true. And you know, that's exactly where the fear, fear archetypes come in when it comes to, to fear in your life and the self-talk that happens with fear. So the purpose of, you know, first identifying what, where fear is playing out in your life, because fear, the way fear manifests itself is different for different people. So the procrastinator slash perfectionist fears making a mistake, but the people pleaser fears being judged or what other people are going to think. The rule follower has a fear of authority and breaking the rules or, or coloring outside the lines, the outcast fears rejection. So there's all these different ways. It looks so different for each of us. And there, along with that, the message that's playing in our head is different for each one of us too. And we don't even realize that not everyone experiences fear in the same way as we do. So we think that if we feel one way about fear, then probably everybody thinks that way. I know I, I used to think that. I didn't realize that not everyone, because I'm an outcast, so I didn't realize that not everyone is like completely terrified of rejection the way that I am. And doesn't, and, and, but once I was able to start to see those thought patterns, that's when you can start to combat them. That's when you can start to like actually recognize them when they happen instead of having them happen subconsciously. And so yeah. then you can go, oh, wait. I think I'm being rejected right now, but actually this is just my outcast, like my inner outcast telling me that I'm being rejected when actually that's not reality. Yeah. I love personality tests and all that stuff. Cause I really do think it's powerful to be able to identify. Yeah. How things influence you and how you see the world. I love that. And it's interesting to me too. You made a whole with the archetypes, you guys, it's not even just in the book. You made a whole like personality assessment, right? Can you talk about that? <laughs> We did. Yes, <laughs> Not only did she survey 4,000. A lot of research. <laughs> I mean, an entire personality investment. I know. Hashtag overachiever. <laughs> On um, a podcast. And what else? <laughs> so, yeah, the assessment is actually pretty amazing, though. And thankfully, the same, the same team that helped us do all the research also helped us develop this assessment. And apparently there's like a lot of like science and stuff that goes into creating these. Again, that's not like, thankfully I I was able to hire people way smarter than me to help figure all this stuff out. But you have to ask the questions like multiple times in positive ways and negative ways and make sure that you're not adding bias into each of the questions. And so we really put a lot of work into making sure that this assessment is like 
super accurate. We did a beta version of it and then tweaked it and tested it and tested it some more. And so it's the feedback we've been getting now since we've had the actual um, real version of the assessment out or the final version of the assessment out is just incredible. It's people are like, oh my gosh, I like, I've never had this much insight into why I am the way I am or why I do things the way I do. I never realized like this was just my, like, this was my fear and this is what my fear looks like. So it's been really, really cool. It's been such a helpful tool for people already. And I would really encourage you to go and take the, take the assessment. It's actually free to take the assessment. And then we have an upgraded version of the assessment that you can actually get, you can get that free right now too. When you um, order the book, we have some great book bonuses and one of them includes the premium report, which is, will tell you how you rate on all seven of the archetypes and how your top three interplay between each other. And it's just like spot on. I love that. Well, I've, I'm a super nerd, obviously about all things. <laughs> but So I've like taken, you know, all of the personality tests, but I've never heard of anyone just doing it like on fear. And I think that's so interesting that you did that because fear plays such a big role in so many people's lives and being able to understand how, you know, how does fear really impact my life? How does fear impact my decision making? And how does it show up for me in my life is so like such a powerful tool to give to people. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited to yeah, hear. Yeah, so you haven't taken the assessment yet? I took, well, I took the assessment, but I took it after. Did you, do the, you must have done the beta version. Yeah, I took it after we were all at Activate. So that was a, okay. like, gosh, that was a while ago. Yeah, that was when we were still testing, testing it out. So we've made a few, we've made a few changes. What were you, it's pretty similar though. What were you then? I don't remember. I don't remember because it was so long ago. So oh, I'll have to take it again. Okay. What are the types? I might be able so to. So the seven types are the procrastinator, which is another name That's for. That's definitely not me. <laughs> Yeah, who fears making a mistake. That's actually the most common um, archetype. And then there's the rule follower, who oh. is <laughs> most afraid of um, coloring outside the lines, or uh, it's almost like an unhealthy fear of authority. There's always this kind of feeling in their head that there's somebody, somebody out there is watching over, and I'm going to get in trouble if I do it wrong. Um, then there is the people pleaser. People pleaser is intrinsically afraid of being judged or what other people will think of them. Is oh, is very tends to be very like conscientious all the time. Like oh, what are other people doing? What are other people thinking? Often the people pleaser will be someone who wants to keep up appearances or maybe keep their house like their neighbors. You know, just wants to fit in from that standpoint. Um, the next one is the outcast, which I talked about, which is a fear of rejection. That is mine. Um, and so for the outcast, it's probably actually one of the most ironic of the fear archetypes because the outcast can sometimes outwardly appear to be fearless, but really there's this deep fear of rejection that often causes the outcast to reject other people preemptively. Oh, so that that's interesting. Like a little self-sabotage yeah. yes. move. It's like, you don't like uh, me, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. Fine, I'll show you. I don't need you. Yeah, that's the classic outcast. Um, then there's the self-doubter. The self-doubter fears not being capable. So for the self-doubter, there's a lot of self-talk happening that says, like, you're not good enough for this. Well, who makes you think what makes you think you'd be able to do this? And that self-doubter is often hypercritical of themselves, but also can be hypercritical of others. So if you've ever been around somebody who just seems like they're nitpicking everything about everybody or everything about you, um, that's probably a self-doubter. And it's 
coming from a place. It's important to like, it gives you more empathy because you realize like, oh my gosh, this is coming from a place of fear that they're, be, they're so hypercritical of being. So if you have somebody like that in your life, then maybe it'll help you deal with it a little bit better. Um, then there is the excuse maker and the excuse maker is the person who is afraid of being held accountable or afraid of being blamed. And so we could, you could probably think of an excuse maker in your life too. First of all, it's a person who you can never pin down for anything. They're ne nothing's ever their fault. The car is broke. <laughs> yep. But also they're the person who never wants to like, decide where you're going to go out for dinner because they don't want to be the one who gets blamed if, oh, that's if you don't like it. Yeah. That's an interesting like, example. <laughs> I never would have thought of that. Yeah. I used to have a boyfriend that would do that and I would be like, what do you want to get for dinner? And he'd be like, I don't care. Like whatever you want. And I was like, when you say that, all I hear is I don't want to help make decisions. <laughs> like I don't want to help. Really? <laughs> they don't want to be, they don't want to be blamed if you don't like it. Yeah. I was like, you have to have an opinion. All I hear is like, you're not helping. <laughs> you're not helping. Me <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the final one is the pessimist. And the pessimist is the fear of adversity or the fear of pain. And for the pessimist, it's usually somebody who has experienced um, a lot of pain or adversity in their life. So either trauma or hardship, um, some sort of, some sort of difficult circumstances, but that has now like kept them stuck and kept them in a place of saying, why even bother? Why even bother trying? Because it's just going to, things are always just going to turn out bad anyways. Why should I even try? The deck is stacked against me. So it's a very much a, like getting stuck in a victim mentality for the, for the pessimist. Um, yeah, but it's usually based in, but it's usually based in legitimate, um, trauma, but in order to get moved past it, you really have to like realize, well, I can still choose how I respond to this kind of stuff. So that's so interesting. So then is there, is there one type or is it like a Myers-Briggs situation where there's like one type and then a, like other subtypes or. So we all, we each have a little bit of all seven archetypes in us and there's, but it's, and it's on a kind of a sliding scale from one to a hundred for each of them, but there's usually one or two that are most prevalent. You're like and dominant then, ones. Yeah. Like a dominant one. And then, um, if you have, some people have like two or three dominant ones and they definitely interplay together, which is why our premium assessment is so valuable because it actually talks about how they, how they interact and work together. And then, um, you get, on the premium assessment to you do an overall fear score, which tells you basically the level to which fear is impacting your life. So if you score really high in several of the archetypes, fear is probably a very like, big part of your life. Whereas if you are scoring low in the thirties to fifties range on your scores on all of them, then you're probably not as impacted by, by fear as some other people. So then you have the assessment and that gives people like an idea of what, what, how fear is playing out for them and how it's showing up for them. And then does the book have like strategies for each? Yeah. Yeah. So the book is divided into three parts. So the first part of the book talks specifically about the fear archetypes and actually gives sort of like a, a composite story of each of each archetype. So you can kind of see what it looks like in a person and the person is based on like all the research that we did. It sort of blends a lot of the stories that we, that we heard from these different archetypes. And, um, but it, makes it like, it makes you be, you know, we always learn best by like reading stories about people. Right. So it just helps you kind of understand, but it also 
really dives deep into what each archetype looks like and what the behaviors are, what the self-talk is a lot of times. And then um, the second part of the book is called The Principles of Courage. So once you've identified where fear is impacting you, then the next step is then to start replacing those those beliefs that have been up until then happening subconsciously to replace those beliefs with a new set of core beliefs. And so that's sort of what we talk about in the principles of courage, like what that looks like to adopt these new core beliefs. And then the third part of the book is called courage and action. So it's all about moving forward. That action is the antidote to fear and how you can actually take concrete steps in your life to take action. So it's very practical. And as you you know from being an EBA that I am all about practical action steps. That's that's what I love to help people with. Not just like theoretically, how is this going to help me? But like here is what to do. Do this first and then do this and then do this and then do this. So and then yes, each of the seven archetypes, each of those first seven chapters that talk about the seven archetypes have recommendations for which chapters would probably be most relevant to you as in that particular archetype. That's so cool. And so I'm dying to do the assessment now. So is it <laughs> do it scared is it do it scared.com? Yes, you can find the assessment at do it scared.com or you can go to assessment.doitscared.com. We'll take you straight to the assessment. But if you can't remember that, it's just do it scared.com. We'll get you there. Okay. So I'll put yeah. the link for you guys in the show notes. Go take her assessment. And then I know that there's special bonuses if you pre-order the book this month, right? So if you guys yeah. want this book, you should definitely pre-order it because Ruth is giving away some really amazing bonuses right now if you pre-order. So if you know you're going to buy the book anyway, just go ahead and do it now so you can get the, the bonuses. You want to tell them what, yes. they, what the, you're yes. giving away? So right now, and right now the price, you can pre-order it anywhere. The price right now is um, cheapest on Amazon and, and I think Amazon guarantees the pre-order price. So if the price ever drops, you'll get the lowest price from now until the book comes out. So that's a pretty good, um, pretty good deal. So you then once you pre-ordered on Amazon, go to doitscared.com and fill out the bonus form with your order number from Amazon. And, um, we have three amazing bonuses that come with it. So the first is I already talked about, you get the premium assessment, um, upgrade. So that's normally $15 to get the premium report and find out what your whole peer archetype score is. And it's really valuable information. So that alone is just like no brainer. You want that. Um, and then you also get a trial membership to our doing it scared community. So one of the things that we found out with our, within our community is that I talk a lot about accountability and the importance of having good people surrounding yourself. I talk about this in the book, finding your truth club, finding people to hold you accountable. And so many people would come to me and say, I don't have people like that in my life. I don't have people who are going after big goals. I don't have people who support this kind of stuff. Everybody around me looks at me like I'm crazy when I talk about wanting to change my life. And so this is a community of people who are doing that. And it's really, it's really great. We do power planning sessions. We talk about how to break down your big goals into manageable bites every, every week. And it's just been like, it's been amazing to see what people in that group are doing and the way that the rest of the community comes alongside people and just supports them and cheers them on and also like provides that accountability piece too. So you get a two month, right now you get a two month membership 
to doing it scared at trial membership, which is amazing. And then um, the last uh, bonus is a workbook that will help you go through all of the all of the stuff in the book. It's like a great way to journal about it and to kind of do the reflection and really get the most value out of the actual book itself. And then once you fill in the form for your bonuses, from now until I think it's May 8th, you'll also be able to get an invitation to join the launch team, which is a lot of fun. Um, with the launch team, if you want to help promote the book and do, write a book review, if you like to write book reviews for Amazon, um, you can join the launch team and you will get to have early access to the manuscript, which is a lot of fun. And then you also are going to be able to do a private book club with me. Um, I'm going to be hosting, hosting that um, in early May and we'll be going through like the book piece by piece and talking about it um, as a group. So yeah, yeah. lots of bonuses. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely going to do the book club. So you guys go and pre-order the book. I'll put the link to Amazon in the show notes and I'll put the link to do it scared in there. So go order the book on Amazon and then they fill out the form for your team that they, they send the receipt, I guess, to your team and then they get the yes. bonuses. So yep. go and make sure you do that. If you want the book, I, can't tell you guys like what an impact Ruth has had on my life. I've been following you for what, two years now? And my life is completely different now. Aww. Like, And it, that really is the truth. So if you're feeling stuck and you need a mentor and you're looking for someone to guide you, <laughs> buy this book and get in the book club with us because we're going to be doing all the things. You know? It's going to be good. This book is, it's life-changing, honestly. And it's, I'm already seeing like some of that happening already. And it's been, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. Like I've been online for almost 10 years now and I have been doing elite blog Academy since 2014. And, and I thought I, I saw a lot of transformation then, and I have seen a lot of transformations of people creating their businesses, but I've never seen this sort of personal transformation ever since in the last year when I've been really focused on do it scared. I mean, just from the podcast and now from people who have had the advanced copy of the book. And it's like, I, I feel like it does it. There's something there that it can, it can change your life when you are able, like fear is, affects us so much that sometimes we don't even realize how much it's impacting us. But when you can start to find ways of overcoming that in your life, you can, you become unstoppable and that's pretty, it's pretty cool. This is amazing. This is so amazing. I'm so excited about this. I feel like you've been on this like journey. It's so funny because you just never know how things are going to work out. Right. But I feel like all of your time on the internet has been leading up to this point because you're going to help so many people. Yeah, and it's going to have you. such a big impact. And that's so amazing to see. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for this book. You guys please support Ruth. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I really thank you for having me. Else you need to say I'm to so them? honored. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm so humbled and honored that you would have me here. I'm so glad that you're a part of our EBA community. You've been such an amazing leader over there, and I just I'm grateful for your friendship and and excited at all your success too. Like I'm just I get excited to be able to cheer you on and and see all the amazing work that you're doing because that's really, really, that's really cool too. And so yeah. our EBA community, you guys has helped me so much. And that's another Facebook group that Ruth runs. But if you need support and you need community that do it scared community, gosh, I tell people all the time, elite blog Academy is a, 
it's an investment, but I tell people all the time, the Facebook group alone is worth that investment to me. It really has been because I'm like, wait, when I started blogging, I had no one like that supported me. And so to have that community really, really, really changed my life. There's so many times I went in there where I had no one that understood what I was going through when I wanted to celebrate something. I had like no one that was excited for me and that community meant everything to me. So if you need a community like that, the do it scare community, that's going to be so amazing. So you definitely want to be in there. So get the bonuses, buy the book, support Ruth. She's my dear, dear friend, and I appreciate her so much. If you enjoyed this podcast and you're willing to leave a review on iTunes, I super, super appreciate it. All of the reviews help me keep this podcast going. If you want to hear more from me, I'm over on Instagram every single day. You can follow me at Radical Transformation Project. Don't forget to visit the blog at www.radicaltransformationproject.com. I post new resources every single week to help you cope with anxiety and depression. And I have a mental health support Facebook group. If you're working on personal development or managing your mental health, I would love to have you come in there. And last but not least, I have a membership site. So if you guys want to get a workshop, a workbook, a monthly coaching call with me, and a meditation every single month to help you uplevel your mental health, come join the membership site. It's really, really awesome. And it's one of my favorite things I've created. Okay, guys, I hope you have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you in the next episode.